0: We're going to go to Proverbs tonight, Proverbs chapter number two, book of Proverbs, and chapter number two. When you find that, if you'll stand with us for the reading of the word of God in honor of his word. Certainly appreciate that, unless you're not well able to stand, and then God knows about that. Proverbs chapter number two and verse number one. My son, if thou wilt receive my words and hide my commandments with thee, so that thou incline thine ear unto wisdom and apply thine heart to understanding. Yea, if thou criest after knowledge, and liftest up thy voice for understanding, if thou seekest her as silver, and searchest for her as for hid treasures, then shalt thou understand the fear of the Lord, and find the knowledge of God. I titled the message tonight, It's Closer Than You Think. Let's pray and we'll get going. Father, we do thank you for the Bible. We thank you, Lord, for this opportunity we have to gather together and sing songs to you and about you. And we're thankful that you love us the way that you do. And we pray now that you would just give the wherewithal to preach this message just the way you'd have it done. We trust you for these things and ask it all in the perfect name of Jesus Christ. Amen and amen. Thank you so much for standing and please do be seated. It's really not uncommon to hear statements like, um, can a person really know God? Or something like, um, just how am I supposed to know what God wants me to do with my life? Is that is that really possible? And to answer both of those questions uh, is a very emphatic yes. Yes, we can know God, and yes, we can have a personal relationship with Him. And Yes, we can know what He wants us to do with our life, for sure. Um, and we can find the knowledge of God. Um, it, it's made clear to us in this passage of Scripture. And, and truly, I think it's closer than most people even think. And it starts out with our salvation, of course. You notice there in verse number one, the whole thing started out with this. My son, my son, I'm thankful that I'm a child of God. I'm thankful there came a time that I trusted Christ as my personal Savior and was born into the family of God. He said, My son, if thou wilt receive my words. Receive his words. Certainly the first words that we need to receive are the gospel. The death, burial, resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. John chapter 1 verse 1 says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Of course, we know that's speaking of the Lord Jesus Christ. And if we're ever going to come to personally know Him as our Savior, it will be through His Word. It will be through the Bible. John chapter 5 and verse number 24, the Bible says, Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that heareth my word and believeth on him that has sent me hath everlasting life and shall not come into condemnation, but is passed from death unto life. I've always liked that verse since the time that really showed up with me in John chapter 5. Uh, if, if you hear his word and you believe on him, uh, you then have everlasting life and you'll never come, to, come into condemnation again. Somebody say amen right there. I'm thankful. I'm so very thankful uh, that he has given us these promises that we never, never have to worry about facing condemnation. Uh, that, that he has covered that uh, from the time that we trusted Jesus Christ as our Savior Uh, We have to hear his word. We have to hear the gospel. 1 Corinthians 15 verse 3 says, For I delivered unto you first of all that which I also received, how that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures, and that he was buried, and that he rose again the third day according to the scriptures. We do serve a risen Savior. I'm thankful For the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ, I'm thankful that that was shared with me years ago. How He came, born of a virgin. How He lived a perfect, sinless life. How He went and died a vicarious death. A death for your sin and my sin. How He paid the price with the shedding of His own blood. How He gave up the ghost and died that day on the cross. And how they laid Him in the tomb and He laid there dead for three days and three nights. But at the end of that time... Uh, God raised him from the dead victorious over death victorious over sin and victorious over hell and not many days after he ascended to the father where he sits at even his right hand tonight and if people will just repent of their sin and trust the Lord Jesus Christ as their personal savior they can be born again by the spirit of God they can know him and know him in the free pardon of sin but we have to believe on him John chapter 20 and verse 31 says but these are written that you might believe that Jesus is the Christ the Son of God and that believing you might have life through his name and I'm thankful that 36 years ago this past April that I got down beside my coffee table in my living room down in Longview Texas and cried out to a holy God just a hopeless sinner in need of a savior and he saved my soul that day just like that when I trusted Jesus Christ as my personal Savior, and He gave me everlasting life. Probably the most familiar uh, portion of Scripture in the Bible, John three sixteen. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish, but have everlasting life. I'm thankful that we can have that everlasting life. But even, even uh, I tell you, it, it, it's so good because we never have to worry about being condemned Again, once we're truly saved by the grace of God, we cannot be unsaved. Once you're saved by the grace of God, you are sealed into the day of redemption. Uh, Revelation chapter 21, verse 8 says this But the fearful and the unbelieving and the abominable and murderers and whoremongers and sorcerers and idolaters and all liars shall have their part in the lake which burneth with, with uh, fire and brimstone, which is the second death. I'm thankful that I never have to worry about going to hell. I'm thankful that that has all been covered. I trusted in Jesus Christ. I was born again by the Spirit of God. The blood of Christ paid my sin debt. And I'm very thankful I never have to worry about this second death. Uh, One of these days we're all going to die. Oh yeah, no, no, we all have that appointment. Uh, But we're either going to have everlasting life, eternal life, or we're going to have the second death that the Bible talks about. There is a real heaven. There is a real hell. And and once we have trusted Christ as our personal Savior, we never have to worry about that place called hell because we do have a home reserved for us in in heaven. And if we're willing to turn from our sin, trust Jesus Christ as our only hope of a refuge from hell, he will save us our soul he is waiting he's just waiting he's still in a soul saving business today and i can guarantee you he is just as powerful and saving people just like he has been through all these ages and then once we're saved by the grace of god once we have truly trusted jesus christ as our personal savior and then we can learn to follow him yep. and we should yep. salvation isn't the end salvation is the beginning Uh, Being born again, Uh, when you're born, you're born into a new life. When you're born again, you're born into a new life. Um, We need to decide that we can, well, that we can and will uh, follow him. Verse number two there, it says, well, verse number one again, My son, if thou wilt receive my words and hide my commandments with thee, so that thou incline thine ear unto wisdom and imply thine heart to understanding." Uh, Many people today hear the Word of God, but there's not a a lot of people today that receive and hide the Word of God. But it is very important that we receive it and that we hide it in our hearts. Psalm 119 verse 11, Thy word have I hid in mine heart that I might not sin against thee. So it is very important that we learn the Scriptures, that we receive the Scriptures, and that we hide the Word of God in our heart. But that takes some inclining. I mean, it talks about that there, said that so, if that, so that thou incline thine ear unto wisdom. So you have to incline your ear to get it. Well, that, what's that all about, preacher? Well, have you, ever, have you ever seen a dog, when you whistle for the dog, how the ears perk up? Oh, I know, I know, your ears aren't going to perk up. I understand all that. Some of you have no sense of humor at all. But anyway, that is what the word incline pretty much implies here. It means sitting up. It means paying attention to what's going on. It, 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 it's about wanting to know what is being said. It's about wanting to know what is coming next. Uh, uh, when we're working at hearing the word of God, and that can be even in our home while we're reading the Bible, can it? Oh, come on! That we're working to hear the word of God. It's not good enough that we just read it, put it down, and don't remember what we said. I mean, we have to incline ourselves to it that that we might really that we w- might really get it. And certainly in church, there's a lot of distractions, and we have to be careful to stay tuned in, uh, I mean, that we might get whatever God has for us. And I believe that some miss what God has for them simply because they do not care enough to listen to well what, uh, to listen well to what God would have for them. But we have to take serious, ladies and gentlemen, we have to take serious the opportunities of hearing the Word of God. And we need to listen to it with attention and with seriousness, like we might be afraid of missing something very important because it's just the case that you might miss something very important. I'm telling you, God is in a life-changing business after he saves our soul. And isn't it amazing how one sermon can change your life? Isn't it amazing how one statement out of one sermon can change your life? And so it is important that we take uh, heed and that we incline our ear to the uh, teaching and the preaching of the word of God but also applying our heart to understanding according to verse number 2 because after all if we do not apply the things that we hear our listening's just been in vain I said we can come and sit in this place week after week, month after month, year after year and hear all types of messages and, and lessons and whatsoever but if we're not applying it to our own life all that listening has been in vain James chapter 1 verse 22 says, be ye doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. And the way that that's written in the Bible, the more that we hear the word of God without doing the word of God, the more deceived we become. And so it is important that we take the word of God as God speaks to our heart through his word. It's important that we apply these things to our life, that that we apply our heart to to understanding. And somebody might say, well preacher, how in the world are we supposed to do that? I mean, how can we better equip ourselves to get what God wants us to get? Well, a couple of things here. Uh, look at verse number three. It says, yea, if thou criest after knowledge, and liftest up thy voice for understanding. So first, we must pray. We must pray. Um, we gain knowledge that we need on this earth by study. Come on, you can go to a library somewhere, there's there's endless books in there, and if you're going to gain the knowledge of the books, you study the books. There's institutes of higher learning you go to, and you can learn, you can gain knowledge of the things of this world in that way. But we gain knowledge of what we need from God by first praying. By asking Him to open our eyes. By asking Him to give us understanding of His Word and what He has for us. Expecting to get answers and guidance from God without crying unto Him in prayer is really the pinnacle of pride. That we think that we could just do it on our own. That we don't think we need God to help us to understand the Word of God and what it says. But the thing is is that uh, God owes us nothing. He owes us nothing at all. But He's a great gracious God. He's a wonderful Heavenly Father. And He's willing to open up the windows of heaven and to bless us abundantly with His guidance. If only we would spend some time with Him. First Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 17 says to pray without ceasing. And according to this passage of Scripture, we really should be in constant contact with God. And yet many times, we'll even come to the house of God without spending any real time uh, talking to Him. And then just expect the blessings of God to flow. But we need to be talking to Him. We need to be in contact with Him. We We need to be praying unto Him. And certainly I'm all for, and I know you are too, private time of prayer. We take that time and give to God and we get down and we spend private time praying for others, praying for the needs of the church, whatever the case may be. But we don't have to stay on our knees to pray. We should be praying all throughout the day. We, we should be praying at all times. I mean, we walk through this day and, and we walk through the day and we stay in constant contact with God, praying without ceasing. Well, I don't know about you, but that's kept me out of a lot of trouble. Lord what would thou have me to do you want me to say this do you want me to go there do you want me to listen to that you want me to watch this I mean I'm telling you if we stay in constant contact with him praying without ceasing it's amazing how he can help us all along the way but to think that we can get everything that God has for us without asking him for the help we need to get those types of things it really just doesn't work that way But if we will spend some time lifting up our voice for understanding and crying after knowledge, I guarantee you God being the gracious Heavenly Father that He is will be faithful to answer our cries. And so if we're going to gain the knowledge of God, find the knowledge of God, first off it's going to take praying. But look at verse number 4. It says, If thou seekest her as silver and searchest for her, as for hid treasures. Now it's talking about finding the knowledge of God. So first we pray, we criest after knowledge. Lift us up, lift us up thy voice for understanding. And then secondly, it's searching. If ye seekest her as silver, and searchest for her as for hid treasures. We know that prayer is the key that opens the door. However, searching is the secret to learning what you need to know about living successfully in this life. And um, that would be searching this. Searching the Scriptures. The Word of God and what He has for us. The guidebook for our life. Being a better you is not all about just changing your attitude, the way that you think and the way that you look at things. Being the best uh, that you can be by the grace of God is having, is having your attitude and your whole life changed by searching the Scriptures. Uh, by being in the Word of God. John chapter 5 verse 39 says, search, search the Scriptures, for in them ye think ye have eternal life, and they are they which testify of Me. And over and over and over again, from Genesis all the way through the Revelation, it speaks of Jesus Christ. And it gives us direction on how to live successfully in this life. And if our life is going to change, if our thinking is going to change, we have to be in the Word of God. Romans chapter 12, verse 1, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service, and be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that... Good and acceptable and perfect will of God. And so we have to be willing to search the Scriptures and allow it to work in our life as only it can work. But this is going to take something else. It's going to take making that a priority. Okay, verse 4 again. if thou seekest her as silver and searchest for her as for hid treasures... Seeking and searching as for silver. As for hidden treasure. Okay. Seeking after that like you would money. That's what it says. Everyone tends to go out of their way for money. I mean people are willing to work what they need to work for money make the way we'll work diligently for it we'll show up for it day after day week after week month after month and many times we're willing to get out our out of our comfort zone if we have to to make more money i remember years ago when i was still working in the oil field and on the drilling rigs and and i worked in derrick's uh, up in the derricks for a time. And I remember those winter times. I mean, cold, brutal winters. And I remember being up there for six or eight hours during the night during uh, during ice storms. And we're working. And I, I remember coming down out of the derrick and just covered in ice. And man, I hit the floor, hit the drill floor. Man, I was like, boy, this is great, man. I just love to do this every day. <laughs> or maybe I didn't say that. <laughs> no, I was up there fighting the elements, working on that drilling rig for money. I can remember back in those same times working 12 hour shifts, 12 hours on, 12 hours on, uh, off. And, and I can remember working 12 hours and, and man, I see the relief crew coming down, the, coming down the road. And I'm thinking, glory to God. Get, to get. well, I may have probably not that way. But anyway, I was thinking, this is great. I get to go home and, and I go out to the doghouse just to see, you know, the crew that's coming in and fill them in what's going on. And the derrick hand didn't show up that day. And so the driller that's coming on the tower, he says, Ma'am, my derrick hand didn't make it. Can you stay over and work another shift? I'm so excited. <laughs> <laughs> and so I stay and work another 12 hours until my crew gets back and I stay and work another 12 hours. A 36-hour shift just like that. And I didn't do it for my health and I didn't do it because, man, this is so much fun out here just walling around in the mud and the grease and, and with all this iron. No, no, no. I did it for... The money, it was all about the money, working extra hours. I was willing to go through all of that for the treasure, for the silver. Uh, Okay, think with me about those that have worked in the gold mines back during the gold rush days. I mean, they, they forsook everything and 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 and, and they left the, left their homes and went across the country to go after a fortune. They were looking for a fortune. And I'd have to say, if someone was to give you a treasure map with a guarantee that it was going to lead you even across the country with great promises of wealth beyond your wildest dreams, you'd probably be ready to go. I mean, even though you may have to go without sleep at times to do that. And maybe even without food at times to find this treasure. There may even be times in something like that you'd have to work harder than you've ever worked in your life. But the biggest percentage of our population would be willing to take that challenge for the treasure. For the silver. For the money. And yet we'll not pick up our Bible each day and fight our own flesh or either, even other worldly distractions and 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 pick up the word of God and mine some of the richest treasure that we could ever hold in our hands and we could ever place in our hearts. I mean, truly, we need to think about How important it is to know that we're living a life, the the life that God has for us. To know that we are getting everything that God has for us. Some are struggling day in and day out with problems of life. They're looking for answers. And those answers may be closer than they think. That Bible sitting in your lap. The answers you need might be, well, they're right there. And we have a great promise from God with that last portion of Scripture that if we will pray, then we'll seek after that God will do some great things. But we have to have a right view of God. What do you mean, preacher? Look at verse 5. Come on, we're doing great. It says, then shalt thou understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. So God says, if you'll pray, if you'll seek my face, come on, stay with me here. If you'll seek my face and you'll get into my word, I can show you things that you've never seen before. I will take you and I will show you the knowledge of God that's pretty good treasure in it but we have to have this right view see we have to understand have to have an understanding of the fear of the lord proverbs chapter 1 verse 7 says the fear of the lord is the beginning of knowledge but fools despise wisdom and instruction so we do have to have an understanding of the fear of the lord and fear here speaks of reverence it speaks of respect Because the fear of the Lord, it will keep us headed in the right direction. And it's not because we're scared of God, no, 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 but because we respect Him enough to listen to Him. We respect Him. He's our Heavenly Father. He saved our soul, He paid the price with His only begotten Son. We reverence Him, we respect Him. You know, it's really something. A lot of people have had to go through a lot of different hardships in this life because they lacked respect for God and they had to go through these different hardships even to learn to truly fear the Lord. They heard the truth. They know they should go this way. But they chose their own roads and that turned into dead ends. Somebody say amen. It happens over and over and it's still happening over and over today. God has done everything He can that we might know Him And that we might have His knowledge. He's done everything He can. And still people choosing to go their own way. And deny our great God and what He has for us. Proverbs chapter 9 verse 20. uh, No, Proverbs chapter 1 verse 29 says, For they that hated knowledge and did not choose the fear of the Lord. Did not choose the fear of the Lord. We have to choose to reverence Him. We have to choose to respect him. We have to choose to go the way that he would have us to go. It's our choice. And when we do, he says here, then thou shalt understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. The knowledge of God. I know I'm a simpleton, but that just amazes me. Now I'm, I'm, I'm just an old Oklahoma hillbilly. But I can find the knowledge of God. God says that I can do that. The psalmist said in Psalm 139 verse 6, Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It is high. I cannot attain unto it. Oh, well, come on. You ever read in your Bible and you're going, oh my mercy. I ain't never read anything like that before. I ain't never seen anything like that before. I ain't never got clear direction like that before. Come on. The knowledge of God is a wonderful thing. And you can't exhaust it. You can read it all you want to. And He continues to show. And He continues to direct. And He continues to open it up to us and show us the way. Proverbs chapter 8 verse 8 says all the words of my mouth are in righteousness there is nothing froward or perverse in them they are all plain to him that understandeth and right to them that find knowledge. No, no, God said that all of his words are plain to them that understandeth and right to them that find knowledge. It's a wonderful thing that we realize when we realize that God is on our side that he really is trying to direct us that He is, really is trying to help us in all that we do. He can teach us to be the people we're supposed to be, the Christian that we're supposed to be. He, he can teach us how to be the employee we're supposed to be, the employer we're supposed to be. He can teach us how to be the church member we're supposed to be. I mean, on and on the list goes. He can show us. He can teach us if we're willing to seek Him. Prayer. Searching the scriptures. He's there for us. You know, there's really no reason to wait any longer to come to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ if you don't know him. There's no reason. He's there and he's waiting. He says, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. There's no reason, no reason to wait any longer if you don't know him. And if you do know Him, if you have been saved by the grace of God, but you don't seem to be headed in the right direction. You don't seem to have the answers that you're looking for yet. I know that He has an answer for you. And it may just be closer than you think. We just need to be willing to put out the Effort. I'm glad God made it simple for us. He made it simple. Some people say, preacher, you just try to make that too simple. Oh, no, 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 I didn't make it simple. God made it simple. But it does take effort, doesn't it? It does take energy. We do have to apply ourselves. That's for sure. Would you bow your heads with me? Let's let's bow our heads for just a moment. Every head is bowed. Every eye is closed. Very well. Could be that someone in here would say, "Preacher, I'm not sure I'm saved." Would you please just remember to pray for me? Well, I'd like to do that. You 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 you're, you're here tonight, and you've never trusted Jesus Christ as your personal savior. Would you just allow me to pray for you? I'm, I'm, I wouldn't point you out. I'd sure like to pray for you our heads are bowed our eyes are closed would you slip up your hand wherever you let me pray for you I'll preach that's me I've never trusted Christ as my Savior I don't have that settled in my life would you please just pray for me just slip your hand up I'll acknowledge it we'll go on with the service God bless your hearts you're here tonight and you'd say preacher God spoke to my heart I have a need and I know I do and, and and I need what God had for me tonight. Would you please just pray with me and for me that I'll do what I know I need to do to find the knowledge of God for my particular situation I am in right now. I want to pray with you like that. Would you slip up your hand and hold it up high? God bless your heart. There, there, there. God bless your honesty. Others back there. God bless you. I appreciate that. Over here, and there, back there. Thank you so very much for your honesty. You can put your hands down. Others, you didn't raise your hand before you, yeah, preacher. God spoke to my heart tonight. Please pray that I'll just search Him. I'll search the scriptures. I'll search Him. I'll search for Him. Search the scriptures that God will give me the answers. Others, right there. God bless you. Others, yep. Anybody else? Yes, ma'am. Dear Heavenly Father, we're so very thankful for you and your Word. And we're thankful for these promises that we have that if we're willing to pray and search the Scriptures that we can find the knowledge of God. I'm thankful for the saving grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. And I pray for those in here that do not know Jesus Christ as their Savior. I, I can't get saved for them. Lord, I, I'm not going to try to make them do anything. But I'd sure love an opportunity to sit down with them with the Bible and show them what you have to say about that. I pray You'd convince them that they need a Savior. I pray You'd convict them of the sin in their life. I pray, Lord, that You would help them to come to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ before it's too late. Lord, we're going to open the altars. I pray that folks would just respond and do what You would have them to do. We trust You for that. Any results, we give You honor and glory. We ask it all in Jesus' precious name. Amen and amen. Let's stand to our feet for a moment. piano's going to play.